Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to UFC Roundup. Paul Felder, Michael Chiesa. We got both. We both got new backdrops. We got a yeah, lot going on. But Michael, we got UFC 287 coming up this weekend. But unfortunately, we got to address some bad news for all fight fans, people, myself included, that were extremely excited to see you on a big stage this Saturday. I know you had a grind of a camp. How are you feeling? What's up? What can you tell us about what the future holds for Kiesa? Well, I mean, it's already out there. Um, by the time this gets onto YouTube, the news will have broken. Um, I won't be competing at 287. Uh, Lee Jingliang got hurt. A very serious injury, so I want to wish him nothing but the best and a speedy recovery. And we we, we, we tried to make uh, a lot of different matchups happen, and a lot of things fell through with these issues and guys not being able to make weight in time. Um, no reason to name any of those guys because I'm not that type of person to put people on blast like that. Um, <laughs> we're from a different era, Paul Felder. We don't do that type of stuff. But uh, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. Uh, I think we're angling for a Gunnar Nelson fight. So we'll see what happens. But nonetheless, nice. of course, I'm still going to tune in. I just won't be there in Miami, which is unfortunate. But stacked card nonetheless, Paul. Got a lot yeah. to unpack here today. Yeah, uh, an incredible card. And topped by this main event. Right. I mean, Pajeda and Izzy, we got to give respect to Adesanya right off the bat. Right. This is a guy who could have sat out that could have waited, took another fight, wanted to just rebound from having faced a guy that, let's be honest, has just had his number in kickboxing years and now furthermore into his UFC years. But he wanted to fight. So off the bat, let's just talk how awesome that is. And Pajeda, let's just talk about how he's possibly the scariest human being on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> let's go from there what are your thoughts on this main event it's in miami i, I think it's going to be pop it's going to be crazy in that arena well i mean first of all it's the first time they've been been to miami i think in like close to 20 years around 20 years so miami fans they're going to be they're going to show up and of course the man in the co-main event which we're going to talk about later Jorge masvidal the king of miami we'll get to him later but let's yeah. talk about the scariest man on the planet looks wise and the way he fights. He is absolutely terrifying. I mean, yeah. Alex Bejeda possesses so much power. It is fight changing power at any given moment. And that was on full display. I'm going to call it the trilogy fight because they had two kickboxing matches prior. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. In the trilogy fight, you know, it looked to be Israel, Israel Adesanya's best performance we've seen today. He blended in the wrestling. He was working in the clinch. He just showed that he has a wide array of, of attacks, lots of different types of offense, things we haven't seen from him yet. And then that fight-changing power comes into play in the fifth round when, when in my in my eyes, in the judges' eyes, Israel Adesanya was up. I think he was up three to one headed into that fifth round. Yeah. And, you know, Alex with that left hook. I mean, he doesn't need a mile. He just needs an inch and he just needs the opening to throw the punch and it can change the whole trajectory of a fight. It can change. He, I mean, he was second. He was, he was moments away from losing that fight. And then it created one of the best fifth round rallies we've seen uh, as of late. So I got to give my hats off. My hats off goes to him and my hats off goes to the challenger challenger, which is weird to say. I say it with a stutter, calling still, a challenger. That's so weird to me. But, I, but kudos to him to want to get back yeah. in there. Like he's like, he is a he is a different breed. Like he is like, I'm not gonna sit on this loss. I want to get right back in there. And here he is, just days away from trying to reclaim his middleweight title. I, and, and that being said, I, I, I like what is gonna happen? Do, I mean, because I had Izzy way up in that fight, and I think he was even controlling that round until he got just absolutely crushed. 
with, with that shot and put away. Um, man, I was talking to even Christine about it earlier. You know, I just, I like to bounce these fight predictions off of people that have no investment in the sport <laughs> yeah. as much as I do. And yeah. she looked at me and she goes, babe, we both know who's going to win this fight. Pajeda's going to win this fight. I was yeah. like, wow. Like just off the bat, no questions asked, no hesitation. I was even silly for thinking that Izzy was going to win this fight. I was like, damn. I wonder if other people feel that strong. Clearly not the betting guys don't feel that way. He's he's a slight underdog again. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, I believe is so. Is that I, crazy? That or is, is that not crazy? And why why isn't it crazy then? Real quick, let's do that and then we'll do predictions. Why is it not crazy that even though Izzy has not beaten this guy, he's a freaking underdog? You know what? It's think it's, about it like that, though. It's because the way the fight took place in the third one, and he's even knocked if, him out twice. Even if oh, he goes, Pajeda, yeah, Pajeda is the underdog, right? Yeah, right, Morgan. Yes, not by much, I don't think. But. No, but even if you go back to their second fight, Izzy was winning until he wasn't. Oh, what happened? This is a weird thing. So he got knocked what out. What happened? He knocked him out. I just can't see him losing for the fourth time. Like it's like, you know. Sometimes that's some true. People, some people's got to give have, you got to think about it like this. We always say, like, a good close fight, it's like you run that fight back 10 times, you don't get the same result 10 times. It's just unfortunate that the first three times they've swayed in the favor of Alex. And in yeah. two of those fights, Israel looked great. His last fight was the best we've ever seen him look. I mean, it looked like Makes I remember wrestling. Israel when he was buzzing through contenders. Remember when he knocked out yeah. Brunson? He was styling on guys. And as, before the last finish we'd seen was against Paul Costa. It's like now I feel like we're going to get that version of him again. The guy that we saw. Yeah in the Brunson fight, the guy that we saw in the Costa fight, the guy that's going to go out and go for the kill, the kill that yeah. he almost got in the closing moments, I believe of the first round. Uh, the, I, it was fight. the first or second round. It was super early in the fight. And I was like, oh, it's over. Wow. Yeah, I thought it was over. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, um, that's the main event. Um, we're going to, we're going to jump. Speaking of five rounds, which this fight is, we're yeah. going to mix some things up here and round up. And it's because, we got the fan questions coming up. We got the, the questions from the fans, which is why we're doing this show, right? I mean, it's called five yeah, roundup. We do these five rounds. So let's, let's get in that. But real quick, should we make Morgan, should we make predictions first? Ooh, predictions. Yes. Yes. All right. Perfect. Okay. And then we'll leave right. We're getting right in the five rounds of that. That being said, Michael, you're, you, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but you're justifying why Izzy could come into this fight. Having lost all of his fights to me, to, to this man is still the favorite. Who do you got? I should have. I have a shirt that I'm going to wear if Izzy wins. I should have wore it for the show. Look, I'm going with Israel, and and, and I have a bias. That's my mom's second favorite fighter next to me. <laughs> it's so true. She loves him. He's so nice to her. He's uh, a sweetheart. He is nice. He's he is a great nice. guy, and he's a great fighter too. He's the complete package. I gotta go with the challenger, and it's so weird calling him the challenger because he's been a champion for so long. But I am going with my mom's second favorite fighter. Israel Adesanya, and I think wow. he's going to win by decision. Well, you know, that that makes my decision harder now that I've got to bet against your mom because uh, I, I don't want to do that. Um, but you know who isn't a super nice guy and who's scary as hell Ugh. and shoots bow and arrows through soccer balls after he kicks them into the air and knocks people's chin clear around the side of their face and has shins made of steel and is coached by former champion Glover Teixeira 
I'm going with the champion for this one. And, and you know what? And also credit to my wife, Christine, upstairs, because the way she said that to me today in the kitchen, I was grabbing something to eat out of the fridge. And the way she's like, <laughs> and, and now I hope Izzy doesn't get mad at, at Christine over this. <laughs> oh, no, no. She won't. I also love Israel Adesanya. Yeah. And if he wins that championship back, I'm going to love him even more. But we're not here to talk about the ones we love. We're here to make picks. And I'm going yeah. with the champ. Hey, that being said, bet. let's do a sandwich bet. Okay. All right. Sandwich bet. I buy your favorite sandwich for you. And next show we work together. Loser buys the other one a sandwich. One hundred. You know what? That should be every single time we do the show from now on. Disagree. The main event pick. There's a sandwich on the line. Guys at home, you want to get your friends on the line? Put it on Instagram. Tag us in it if you guys make a bet over sandwiches. That's Let's it. Go. We got five rounds coming up. Speaking of the fans, we asked you guys to send us some questions and some topics to talk about. At Roundup, it could be sandwiches, it could be main events, it could be co-main events. You could be being silly and doing something stupid. Just don't make fun of us. All right, what, what's Morgan? <laughs> round one, let's go. All right, do you think Izzy will try to utilize his ground game more in the pay to rematch? Um, I, how about I take the reins on this one since you're betting against him because I'm going to be the one to tell you how he's going to win this fight, and he's going to win by utilizing more of his ground game because he was wow. having success. In the, in the third fight, he was having some success with the wrestling, doing well, closing the space in the clinch. There are opportunities to not only get this fight to the floor, but use some ground offense to set up some strikes upstairs. Get that big tall guy to drop those hands, find a place for those straight shots with some wrestling fakes. Yeah, mm, there is. I like it. There is, there is placement of ground game that could be used very well in this fight. I agree with you. I do think that there will be tactics to try to – use grappling in this one and um i don't know if it's going to be successful but if it does work if izzy can get him even sprawling right doesn't even have to be a successful takedown to the ground but hopefully he's working it a lot in camp if he's going to do that or even if paid is going to do that because since they're both not naturally grapplers from their bases you don't want to see them get gassed out because they're trying something totally new. Hopefully, they're using it to set up their strengths, which ultimately just favor yeah. the grappling as well, right, Michael? You know this is a, more of a grappler, yeah. and I'm more of a striker. If if either one of us, it's about the wrestling. Can you use it to either set up your striking, or can you use your striking for you, for example, to set up a shot? So we'll yeah. see. Absolutely. And Bilal two. made a point. Bilal made a point before we move on to round two. Bilal Muhammad made a good point. Um, that it's easier to learn defensive wrestling in MMA than it is to learn offensive wrestling. In oh, MMA. yeah. That favors Alex a little bit, but yeah. knowing who Izzy has in his corner is his wrestling coach, Frank Hickman. I believe him training the wrestling offense. Uh, I know. Fra Frank, one. yeah, he's done Frank, he's done Frank's some good. wonders with guys and a very good coach. But, I, I mean, Glover's staring across in yeah. that corner, man. <laughs> And just, yeah, you know, right? he's been through some battle. I just, I love that guy. Yeah, I, I love that guy. I can't so, wait to see him more in the corner of Beheda. It's great. It's I great. It. Two great coaches. Round two. Ah, uh, House Cat who watches MMA. This is a regular of ours, guys. A, 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 a favorite of UFC Roundup. And I, obviously, we can see a picture from Streetcar named Desire there in the in the right hand side. Before hiring Chef Larios to make delicious weight cutting meals, what bland ass food did someone make? That had you react like this when you had dinner. And if you've seen the clip, he smashes the plate, throws it <laughs> off at the table, takes his handkerchief out. It's one of the best movies of all time. One of the best plays yes. of all time. I got to understudy Stanley Kowalski's part. 
at the Walnut Street Theater when I was just a very young man. Never got to go on, though. So that was disappointing. But I made the worst meal I in I was history, just say, Michael. So bad. The worst meals in history. It would be like, I remember buying big, giant, frozen bags of tilapia. Oh, my God. I was going to say the same thing. No way. That was exactly mine. I was thinking when I first fucking pardon my language, I first oh, bleep, bleep, bleep it. when I first signed with Lockhart and Leith and you had the app and I would like sit there and adjust my meals. It's like the meat I can eat the most is tilapia. So yeah. I would go, I would just eat fucking tilapia every oh, night. <laughs> the worst. I cannot. When's the last time you've had tilapia? Oh God. Back then since never, not, never, never. Again, never again since seven years, and it, yeah. I'll die. I will die before I ever eat tilapia ever again. Ever, never oh, eat tilapia. Terrible again. tilapia yeah. sandwich. Pass hard pass. pass on the tilapia sandwich. I don't care if Bobby Flay rolls up to my front door <laughs> tomorrow and says, I'm going to prepare you the world's greatest tilapia. I'm smacking him in the face, kicking him out of my house, and never watching Bobby Flay again. And he's one of my favorite celebrity chefs. Shout out to Bobby Flay if he wants to contact us and come on around. Oh, man. Yeah, um, uh, tilapia. Man, I used to put things in oatmeal, too. I used to mix oh. just whatever, like make a food smoothie of, of things to eat. I didn't care. I was mixing it all together on a plate, air frying everything. It was the worst meal ever so i remember i was just saying before when we were talking our little uh little pregame before the show i said yeah, exactly. oh i remember you just like you posted a video and it was just like a bowl of oatmeal and blueberries <laughs> and you had your eggs and you just like i don't care anymore and you just scraped it <laughs> off the bowl and then you just like stirred it up and started eating and i was like wow that is rock bottom like that's like not even you don't even taste the food you're just no like, you're just you're having fuel coal into the fire to just keep the engine burning <laughs> Dude, that's what it was. I can, I can. Oh my God! Yeah, we got to move on to round three. But the, you know what? We'll we'll address this topic more times on roundup because <laughs> the fighters the making their own food. We can get, get every time we have a fighter on as a guest, we'll always ask them, "What's the worst thing you made for yourself while you're cutting oh, weight?" Yeah. Round three. I think Bahada will move up to 205 pounds, whether he wins or loses this Saturday. What do you guys think about his chances in that division? Okay. So two separate things. I'll go first. I don't know about that. Yeah. I think if he goes and has a huge win, we'll see. If he knocks out the champ again, there's other contenders that could bring bring some trouble. But I do think he would have success as well at 205 pounds. He's a big, huge guy with tons of power. That power, 100%, translates to 205 pounds without a problem. He's a big guy. He's a strong guy. And I think his bones are made out of something different than the most of us. So that that's my topic there. You know, I'm curious, Paul, if like, if the weight cut affects him, because yeah, I just, he is a big guy. Like if few people have not ever, if you see him, even in the octagon live, he just looks like he is weight classes above every single person he fights. Like I would like to see him next to a guy like Yuri Prohaska or Jamal Hill, just to see, how he matches up size wise. Yeah, well, we saw we saw in the um in the last fight we saw Jamal Hill and bro, yeah. he matches up just just fine. Just fine. I think that if he beats Izzy, I could see him going up to two hundred five pounds for a few reasons. Because if they could guarantee him a Jamal Hill fight, you want to talk about, you want to talk about great promotion. The guy that beats you know his mentor, and you know for a fact that the fact that he's yes. trained with Glover for so long bro. and his stable of light heavyweights, he can handle guys that size. 
That's a I movie. Think a that's a movie. That's a movie scenario right there. Yes. I think happens. it's only a matter of time. And I think that after he beats Izzy and closes that chapter, because that was a big part of why he was like, I need yeah. to go to the UFC because I can beat that guy. I beat him twice. I will go there and beat him again. Yeah. You know, maybe he's pushing himself with the weight cut because he just wants that fight. I could see him moving up for sure if he wins. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, let's let's see. Hopefully on Saturday, if he well, I don't hope for anything. Yeah. I, I love Izzy too, but let's say yeah. he wins. I yeah. hope that is the call out because that would be, and I say, okay, so now that makes more sense, that question, because you're right. If he gets a big W and Jamal Hill, I don't believe is matched up yet, is he? I don't think so. I think they're waiting to see if Yuri's going to be ready for July international yeah. week. So. Oh man, that could mm, keep we'll your eyes peeled on that. Round oh, yeah. four. If you were stranded on a desert island and could only bring one UFC fighter last, uh, I think that's past or present with you. Oh, who yeah. would you take for the best chance at survival? Can I go first? I want to jump out first. Yeah, you go first. I'm bringing the champ, man. You're bringing I'm Alex Tejeda. <laughs> Let me explain real quick. I'll be brief. Well, no, you, I'm all, all ears. He's savage, okay? Yes. And I think, I think he's very native as well, right? To Brazil, yeah. like his, his, yeah. his, his, you know what I mean? He's very ritualistic. He's got a, he's got a. I guarantee he knows how to handle himself. In the wild, okay? Yeah. No doubt about it. He can hunt. He's got the, the, the bow. He's yeah. sick with that. Yeah, absolutely. He's quiet. <laughs> he is very quiet. So if there was conversation to be had, it would be more me asking Alex, like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Where he, it's not, imagine somebody that would just, you're stranded forever. And this <laughs> just person talk. just doesn't stop talking to you. Yeah. Ever. I got Alex Pajeda who can hunt. Yeah, do it all. Big scary guy, quiet, yeah. keeps to himself. It's perfect. Yeah, see, yeah. that's pretty good. I was gonna lean more on the side of like a Chad Mendez because he's like I a good hunter, too. and yeah. you know, well, he may not be quiet. Yeah. He's he's kind of a midget, and he's small. He can get in some <laughs> small spaces, you know, like he could, you know, come out of a little cave with a handmade bow. You know, he probably knows how to make a, some weapons. You're saying Chad Mendes could like hunt squirrels and in, yeah, you know, if he put that on my shoulders, like we'd be the same size as like a grizzly bear, like you know, you ever do like chicken fights in the pool? Just can, imagine Chad yeah, Mendes. Know, can you say that, Michael? You might just you might have just canceled us. <laughs> what putting Mendes on your shoulders? And... <laughs> you know what I just realized though. Before we move on to the next one, that I I'm we're both wrong. Mm. Why? It was past or present, right? Tim Kennedy was once a UFC fighter. Oh yeah, dude. Never mind. I forget yeah. Alex Pajeda. I'm bringing, I'm bringing a Green Beret busting. with me. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna bust out the night. Ryan Stan. I could think of a lot more guys. Bryce Mitchell. Yeah, that's a great. I was one, just William. gonna say Bryce Mitchell would be great. You know, he'll, <laughs> yeah, but he's, then he's gonna be talking to you about flat Earth the whole time uh, that you're there on that desert. Yeah, that'd be you gotta bad. think about that. I'd probably take Brian Stan actually, because Stan, like, I could, I could sit and listen to Brian Stan all day. Wouldn't yeah. be bad yeah. at all. He's Tim so Kennedy, smart. He, Tim Kennedy can get a little political sometimes. So he probably well, start and, yapping. And about not politics. only that, Tim's Tim's wild, man. I've played I like we used to play ultimate like frisbee and stuff oh, out yeah. in New Mexico at camps. And he's just he's, he's a great wild. guy. I love Tim Kennedy, but he's 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 wild. He might just have to kill you because you're the only thing left on that desert yeah. island that he can actually hunt. So you yeah. might be playing some crazy war games with Tim Kennedy. <laughs> All right, round five. Let's move on. I think we got a co-main event. Yeah. Was Jorge's ascent? in his career, less impressive looking back at his opponent's careers? Or did Masvidal alter his opponent's futures during their fights? Great question. That's a great question. Go ahead, Michael. I'll let you lead this one. That's a great question. You know, 
for me, who's George? Yeah, so it, Diz, it's not less impressive when you look yeah. back at the people he's fought. I mean, just because you you can't, you have to take like that's the problem sometimes with MMA is you, everything is so like you're so recent about like how they looked in their most recent fight. Like you can't yeah. judge a Darren Till win from 2019 based on the way Darren Till looks now in 2023. Like you, that's unfair to Darren Till and that's unfair to Jorge Masvidal. Darren Till, that win is a that's a tremendous win. He's just on the tail end of coming up short to Tyron Woodley, so he's the guy still the number one contender, you know. And he buzzed his way into that title fight with some impressive performances. So I think that it's just Jorge's just that good. It, I think that he just really this is a guy. He's been in the fight game a long time. He's thirty eight now, so you look back three four years. I mean, he's hitting his prime. And when you are a guy that you hit your prime and you have a wealth of experience under your belt, you're dangerous for anybody. I think that he just he changed the careers of a lot of people yes. because he's that good. And when he when he is that good, he's devastating. I mean, devastating yeah. knockouts, devastating performances, just shutting guys off. And you can't and even look at him. His last three fights, two Usman losses and a Colby loss. So that the then champ and number one contender. I mean, yeah, I agree. He's, like, he's just that good. I think he was just that good. And listen, to do the things that Jorge did in those moments, I don't care how good your opponent is. You don't plan that knee and pull it off in front of that crowd. I was there live. I mean, he was ready mm -hmm. to do that and pull it off, and he did it. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, to beat to beat Nate the way he did, I yeah. mean, even though Nate, yeah, maybe isn't the – but, I mean, he, was he did what he was supposed to do. He was schooling him for most of that. No disrespect whatsoever to Nate, but – he looked yeah. incredible. So yeah. I agree. I, I think you face the best guys. I mean, and Colby and Usman are clearly two of the best guys in the entire division. Yeah. And he fell short to them. There's no shame in that. Yeah. I'm excited to see that. And that speaking of, let's go right into the co-main event. I mean, it's yeah. Burns and Masvidal. This is a great fight. And you said something, Michael, when we were off air, you were like, listen, I don't want to take your shine, but you talk about the stand-up being a big factor here. Explain why that was and what could happen hypothetically with this Burns and Masvidal fight? Well, for Burns, you know, his clear path to victory is is not with the hands. It's, yeah. you know, we've seen him knock guys out like like a Jason Sago or, uh, you know, Damian Maia. You know, yeah. he's knocked out good guys, but not people of the caliber of Rory Masvidal. And if he gets, and you said this, so I'm going to use something you said as well. If he gets into an ego fight with Rory Masvidal, I don't think he wins because yeah. he's, his chin has been touched before. He's been finished that. The only time we've seen Jorge go down from a chin shot was one of the most devastating right straights yeah. we've ever seen from anybody. I mean, that punch was, is that was as sat down on, of a right cross as you will ever see. But I just think that for him to get to his most glaring path to victory, which is the grappling has to go through the wrestling department and he yeah. doesn't wrestle like a Kamaru Usman. He doesn't wrestle like a Colby Covington. He has good wrestling, but not to that caliber. So it's going to be interesting to see if that's the route that he goes, because that's his best path to victory. And if he thinks he tries to get it done with the hands, I, I think that this, I think this fight's going to be more competitive than the odds makers have it. Yeah. Cause it's have it set. It's huge. It's uh, burn burns. Yeah, we just got net, yeah minus four ninety, Masvidal plus three ninety. Um, yeah. I agree. I think if Burns plays too long on the feet, because I do think he can have success there. I do yeah. think he's a monster. Yes. I think he hits hard as you know what. 
Yo, um, yeah. okay, he's one of those guys. He was one of those guys when I was fighting. I was always worried about, to be honest with you, was, was yeah. burned because I was like, he's so damn good at, at, at jujitsu. His wrestling's improving. And man, you could tell he just thuds when he's out there. Yeah. But if he, again, I think he might hurt Masvidal and yeah. that's how he gets some fights to the ground. I don't think he yeah. put them away with that. But I think tactically, if he can just throw these big monster shots to set up his takedowns, he doesn't necessarily need the same caliber of wrestling that an Usman has because I think he has more natural aggression and power and a bit wildness yeah. that it's going to force Jorge to have to respond, which could get the hands moving and find a shot. But I agree that I think that Burns Burns could get in trouble big time Yeah, if he gains confidence early with his hands and then continues to try to find that to be the path to victory instead of mixing in the wrestling constantly like you think. I think I think it's got to be hands, try to hurt him, try to wrestle. Well, and it's the same thing. Here's the thing. Now I'm going to play kind of the devil's advocate where it, I was just trying to push the fans like, hey, it's be a closer fight than you think. Now I'm going to go the other way. As much wrestling as Masvidal trains, it's not going to change the fact that if he fights with his hands here, up yeah. all the way up here and all the way close to your face, that's great for boxing defense. But it leaves you wide open because you don't hold your hands here and fight in a low stance. Yeah. A la Peter Yan. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it's the takedowns are always going to be there if you are fighting a guy who has an who has an upright boxer stance with their hands close. So yep. in order for Jorge to really find some success in stuffing the takedowns, I hope he has learned gotta let the hands a little let him hang a little lower, get a little wider. No, but if he does, but if he does, he could get crushed. That's exactly. the thing. That's where Burns is double scary because you're like, I have to respect this kid's power. Oh, yeah. He hits like a truck. Because I don't think he's – he's definitely not the greatest wrestler. I mean, he's no. an he's a, he's a unbelievable jujitsu guy who's learning wrestling. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I do think he's really strong. I think yeah. he's super dedicated. And for that reason, I'm picking Burns. You know, it, this is something kind of circling back to what I said about Fans being too caught up in like the recent the current fights. Jorge Masvidal's last win against somebody on the roster was me. And that was 2013. And I don't know if that's completely true. Somebody tweeted it. So I could get this shoved back in my face if I'm wrong. Oh, so that being somebody that's still on the roster. His last win against somebody that's still on the roster. Was wow. me. Yeah. I don't like that. It's like, that doesn't tell the story of beating the, you know, former multiple promotion champion. Yeah. And, you're and right. Wow. That's, that is a, yeah, is that kind of a mind mind bender there? That's yeah. a little weird. But nonetheless, I'm going to agree with you. I think that as much as I think that this fight, I think it's going to be competitive. We're going to have a competitive fight. Yeah, uh, I, I do but agree. I think that. Burns is going to take it. I think that he's he's just going to have a little more – I think he's going to have a little more umph. You know what I mean? He's There's been regular, gonna, man. He's been yeah. regular. And, he, yeah, he, he's coming right off a win over Neil Magny in January, you know, from in Rio. So he's Dominant like, win. Dominant win. Rolled right through a fight, got his confidence back after the Hamzat fight. And then gets the fight he's been calling for. So he's yes. coming. He's coming to oh, prove a point. Could you imagine? Masvidal wins and throws a wrench in the welterweight title picture. He could, too. I mean, this is – this, is, and he knows it, right? That's why yeah. he finally takes it. Because yeah. he knows deep down in that soul, if he goes and pulls off a KO and gets on that mic, and he's like, bro, you want another three-piece and a soda? Like, let's go. <laughs> I don't care what you say. Dana changes his mind. Yeah. It's on. Yeah, that's good. I love it. I love it. 
Um, listen, 287 is this Saturday. That's our predictions. That was five rounds. This is roundup. Um, Michael doesn't have a fight yet, but let's all cross those fingers that he gets a big fight coming up soon on a sick yep. card because we can't wait to see you come back, Michael. Again, we're sorry to hear that you are uh, going to be off this weekend. Go have a beer, go eat a sandwich, and get back in the gym, buddy. And uh, y'all enjoy the fights. 